Welcome to my basement, everybody. How's everybody doing out there? Thank you so much for joining us. You too, Jose, who has been diligently very quiet for us as uh, he's been waiting for all of this stuff to load in. It's a different setup every single time we do this, particularly if we have a a bit of a break uh, before we launch into our Vix Basement Lives. And it has been a while. I've been getting your comments and your questions about that and and, uh, your tweets and such. And uh, I love doing these, but uh, it has been super, super crazy busy. But first of all, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the one, the only, Don Fubar, Jose Sanchez. Thank you. I can talk now? You can talk. I got, I got the Fubes? okay? Yeah, I know. It's, uh, that was probably the longest you've ever been uh, not talking. Since I was like four. I think since <laughs> I was four years old. The quietest I've been. Did you feel like you went to sleep there for a minute? I, for a little bit. I had to play a game on my phone, and then I kind of dozed off. <laughs> <laughs> what? We're on? We're live? We're live? Well, we tested everything. So let us know if you can hear uh, and uh, hear everything clearly, if the stream looks good. We're watching all of that stuff. Blake is uh, watching the stream and reading the comments and all that stuff. Um, this is uh, this is going to be fun. We are going to um, talk about and review. Jose has done more gameplay and finished these titles and has dug deeper into these games than I have. So we're going to talk about Shadow of War, uh, South Park, uh, the Fractured Butthole. Did fractured I say that right? Butthole. Yes. Oh, sorry. And um, uh, also Destiny 2, the Fractured Butthole. Did I say that right? <laughs> Yeah, that's no, it. That's, that's the, DLC. No, I think that's, that's the newly DLC. announced the, DLC. The fractured butthole is one of the uh, the main missions that's coming up for Destiny. No, <laughs> we're not talking about that. Uh, okay, so good. So we are um, we are uh, good for sound. We're cleared for takeoff. Uh, I got to say a few shout outs to people. Adrian Leon, you rock. Thank you so much for being here. Push Guys Vancouver, Nate Slayer 22, Alex Wright, Ben Doig. Um, uh, you can spell just fine, Ben. Colin uh, Freud, uh, good to see you. Good to see uh, who else has talked up, who's, who's punched in some uh, stuff already here. Uh, people punchers. talking about Super Mario 64. Zach Ganell. Uh, Zach, how do you say your last name, Zach? I know Zach <laughs> as Zach. He's a great dude. Good. Uh, Zach Gunnell. Gunnell? I'm not sure. But it's great to see you. And Lance, like bike, uh, good to see you guys. And everybody that's watching this stream live and, and choosing not to comment right now. And everybody that's going to sh- see this uh, archive later on, thank you for joining us. It's very cool. BB-8 is here to say hello. Um, and uh, Spider-Man's back there. He's kind of sleeping right now, but he's kind of uh, kind of awake as well. He's, he's beeping a little bit. Um, so we're going to talk about Shadow of War. Uh, but before we do that, I've got a quick unboxing to do of this ginormous box. This is the Shadow of War Collector's Edition. Warner Brothers what? sent this to me. Um, very graciously, very kind of them to do that. Um, I, I had the distinct honor and pleasure of moderating a panel at uh, PAX with, uh, with members from the development team. And um, Troy Baker, of course, was up on stage, and we had an amazing time. Uh, and Alistair, I forget the guy's name, the, the, the guy that plays uh, Calabrimbor, uh, Alistair was Calibre there too. Ball. And uh, it was fantastic. It was such a fun experience. And I've been having a lot of fun with this game, and we're going to talk about that. But first, I have to open this. And to do this, I have to kind of stand up because it's, it's huge. So I'll lean over a little bit. I'm just going to uh, put stuff gently over there so it doesn't, doesn't get destroyed. Um, I don't even know what's in here. I suspect some kind of massive dragon is in here. Uh, hopefully it's not broken. So, so like, Hopefully it's not broken. 
because it's uh, it's been shipped and I did drop it when we were moving things around, but it's packed to be dropped, I believe. Amateur night. That's what right? that is. Oh, this is going to sound amazing. <laughs> oh, I think I have to put this on the ground and then take it out. Like, that's the only way to do this. This thing is enormous. Okay, here it comes. This is good. Uh, yeah, I think it, we it got looks our... like, it, it looks like you're taking out a collector's edition statue. There we that's go. what it looks like on the, uh, I, from my I think, angle. I think we have great. our thumbnail right there. Taking um, out the old two-handed dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Doing right. it live. Hopefully you can still hear me. Uh, gun nail. Gun nail. Zach gun nail. Okay. Oh, there's more stuff here. Okay. I'll take these and I'll put these over here and I'll show those off Zach. in a second here. What up, Zach? There we go. Very cool. Very cool. Um, tons of packaging on this. But I think this is the baby, right? This is, this is what everybody wants to see. It's nice and big. That's what Maybe. she said. Maybe it's a human head. Maybe would, if it was just maybe like an orc head, on a head is in this. Let's, let's see what's let's see what's in here. What's in the box? What's in the box? Stop! Make it stop! The screeching. Live stop. unboxings. They're the best. Oh, let's not break anything if it's okay. They're my favorite. Wow. We need a bigger studio. We got a giant dragon statue thing. Oh, it's a Balrog fighting a statue. Oh my god, that's dope. It's a Balrog fighting okay. a statue? Oh, hide the coat. He's like, he's just like a vicious statue fight? It's a statue of... Oh yeah, that is kind How of do awesome. I look? It's great. How is it? How's this unboxing going for everybody? It's going fantastic. <laughs> it looks great on my end. How's this? This is good. Am it's I doing like... it right? I don't think you're supposed to put the plastic on your face. That's kind of rad. Can't lie. Uh, when my kid grows up and she watches these videos of her dad, she's going to be so proud. Um, okay. Look at the this size is, of that thing. Look at this thing. It's absolutely gorgeous. Oh, my God. Wow. That's going to live right there. That is amazing. Actually, it's, it's, oh, it's better if I move it over this way. Okay. I mean, yeah, I've I've yet to see. It. I saw it was a wing, but thanks for showing it to me. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Hold it up. Rotate it all the way. Rotate it all the way. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. yeah. I don't want oh, anything to break. Oh, that's the base of it. Oh, yeah. Look fall. at the base of that. Ooh. Look at this thing. Ah. That is magnificent. I can see the bottom Whoa. of it. Look at the detail in that. And I guess uh, that is. What's what's our main character's name again? I forget. Calabrimbor. Calabrimbor. Yeah, but what's the other guy? Come on, you you played the game like crazy. What's the other guy's name? Dude, that's like three games ago, bro. Oh, uh, oh my God, I can't remember his name right now. I'm totally exactly. blanking. You threw. It's Italian. Italian and Calabrimbo. There we go. Yeah, that's must be Italian. Well, that's they're both. They're both in. It's a two and one. The Italian, Italian. Italian. Calabrimbo. Sounds that's like a damn so monster. So cool. Movie. Sorry, Warner Brothers, for forgetting names and such. But look at that. That's amazing. The the uh, the glaive or glade. Got bent a little bit. Uh huh. But still I'm dropping stuff. Amazing. Okay, so that's gonna go there. I'm gonna open my collector's edition now. Here it is. <laughs> it's a piece of paper with <laughs> you, a coat you got, on it. You got some yeah. new gum today, did you? Uh, it comes it. with the uh, soundtrack. Dope. There is amazing, beautiful music in this game. Music I actually, really uh, I had it on the uh, the title screen for a bit and and was just listening to the music and was really impressed. 
And I think I got a steelbook of the game for PlayStation 4. So cool. And then uh, we got the Mithril edition. And I don't know what this is. Maybe it's... Got to open it up, guys. Got to open it up. That's what the whole purpose of unboxing that, things that's is. That's right. To unbox them. I wish you were sitting here beside me, buddy. But you yeah, can. Yeah, uh... I was opening a fucking a freaking collector's. <laughs> you swore already. You just gotta let it fly, buddy. <laughs> let it fly like a little birdie, like a dragon. <laughs> I was gonna open my collector's edition water that they sent me. It's delicious. <laughs> it's nutritious. So, I, I didn't mean for this to be, <laughs> to make you jealous. I'm sorry. I wanted to show this stuff off. And seeing no, as cool, cool. seeing as we are talking about this today, okay. So today so on the is... show, we're going to show off the cool stuff I'm getting. Boobs isn't. <laughs> oh man, boobs! Look at the size of this statue. I can ride it. That's how big it is. <laughs> okay, so we have uh, some stickers. It looks like. Okay. Some. Uh, this very cool box, which I guess houses everything. That's the idea here. You put everything into there. Um, we have this envelope. Maybe an invitation to uh, Middle Earth. No, it has some uh, postcards from Middle Earth. I would never want to go there. It, just, nice it looks very de desolate and destructive and, and gray and foreboding. Uh, and there's so, also some like beautiful concept art, which looks like the concept art for the statue, which is very cool. The art in this game is stupendous. And then we have a map of Mordor, I believe. Let's see. Everybody needs to know where you're going. Using my teeth. Never do that. You can break your Never teeth. Do that. Break your, don't break okay. Your and here we go. Look at this. Yes, it's Mordor. The map of Mordor. So, is it cloth you know, or is it paper? Uh, it's not paper. It's um, sturdy... Yeah, it's made out of uh, a plasticky material. It's not cloth. Okay. It's not like it was made by orcs or anything like that, but it's still pretty cool. And um, uh, now you don't have to hit the pause button. You can look at the map right there. Yeah. That's cool. And maybe this is kind of more of a patch than a sticker. Let's see. Here he is with those teeth again. Let's get this guy some scissors. Blake, scissors. Scissors to the stage, Blake. Yeah, or we need a knife or something. We need Johnny Millennium's... Uh, his uh, his cool swizzle knife or whatever they call those things. Yeah, these are stickers. There you go. You can show those off. Right. Thank you. Got a code for something here. I don't know. Uh, the Mithril War Chest, which is uh, some of those controversial loot boxes that uh, everybody has been uh, talking my everybody ear loves, off about. Everybody loves controversy. Everybody loves controversy. There is a lot of stuff to be annoyed about in video games. There is. And we will talk about some of those things in a moment. But I want to take a look at the... Uh, it does come with a DLC, the the expansion kit, and then you get this beautiful. This is gorgeous. You get the uh, the beautiful uh, steel book, which has more codes in it. Codes, codes, codes. Show, show me the code, Vic. Show me, show me the numbers. No, I'm gonna try not to show the codes. That's <laughs> that's what I'm trying not to do. And what show, is the, this? show me the codes. This is got safety warnings open right and now. stuff. Let's okay, go. they used to have instruction books, but no more. But there, show that off. Gorgeous. Look at that. Dope. Nice. Very nice. Okay, so that that is the absolutely amazing collector's edition for. I, I I don't know what the tier is. I don't know if that's like the 
the legendary collector's edition or anything like that but it's Super massive deluxe. it came in the it came in the uh the, like fedex delivered the thing and the, the box was huge and i had to go out for dinner and uh so I, <laughs> I picked it up and we had to go to dinner with it and it basically took a seat at the table where we were having sushi and everybody was like hello H hello box and the Anything box for joined dragon, us for dinner sir? yeah <laughs> it was great uh but that is so cool and uh uh, we're going to talk about the game in one second, but there's one other thing that I have to uh, talk about because it has been uh, proving very useful so far. Um, Aver Media uh, sent out the Live Gamer uh, Portable 2 Plus. I think there was a Live Gamer Portable 2, and I have been using the Aver Media uh, uh, Portable Gamer 1 for a long time, and the reason why I dig it is that you can use it anywhere. You don't have to plug it into... Uh, a computer to record your stuff and so when I found out that this was out there they sent me the press release I said can you send me one I want to start recording stuff and testing it out and uh, I'll talk about it on the show um, they did do that and we've already been using footage from this um, and once again the, the 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 thing that excites me the most about it is I don't have to plug it into any other software for it to work it's really like you stick the HDMI in and you stick the HDMI out and you plug it into your uh, uh, into your receiver. Uh, it has 4K pass-through, which means that you'll be able to record. It only records 1080p at 60 frames per second, but you can see the quality of the footage already in the reviews like uh, Super Mario Odyssey. I think the last three or four that I've done, I've been using this, and it's been really, really good. And the one great thing about the, the footage that we don't have to do now is we don't have to convert it because before it's saved to a different kind of a file format that then we would have to convert before we could stick it into Premiere to edit with. And all of that was a drag. It took way longer than it it should to be able to get that footage. It didn't look as good as we wanted it to either. It only recorded at 720. But that old one is a few years old now. This is, I think, the came out this year. Um, and so the 4K pass-through is nice, so everything looks good on your 4K TV. I would love for this to record at 4K, but it doesn't do that yet. I think there's probably pricier ones that allow you to do that. Uh, but you just stick in a micro SD card, and I had, I had a 64 gig one, so I can record hours and hours and hours of footage just off the card, stick it into my computer, and load it right into my sequence to edit, which is really helpful and useful. And the proof is in the pudding. Um, as a recording device, I haven't used it as a streaming device yet, but as a recording device, it's already proving to be incredibly useful. It means that I don't have to have a computer in front of my, uh, my TV when I'm recording games and stuff. So uh, I dig this thing. It's a couple hundred bucks. Um, I think if you are doing a lot of your own recording and making uh, videos and stuff like that and you want to keep your, uh, your setup streamlined, you should check this out. I like this a lot, but thank you very much, Aver Media. It's getting a ton of use already, and uh, I'll be plugging that back in as soon as we're done in the Vic's basement. I'll be recording some new stuff for a future video that we're going to do too. Okay, um, Foobs, we're going to talk about can, Shadow of War in one can, second well, here. Well, can I can I just say like I love that that is sort of a, a negative now. It's like it only records 1080p, 60 frames a second. Yes, it's not quite doing 4K, and it's like that's like two three years ago that would have been like a godsend. I know all the stuff we were shooting. Now it's just like. Only 1080p at 60 frames, guys. That's all I can do right now. But, I know. you know, there's probably better ones. We are very spoiled, aren't we? But we are quickly moving into 4K, man. I mean, it's uh, it's happening. We have, I got the X. I open, unboxed the Xbox One X. and, oh, and, and the bitch. 
I'm just, God. I'm just bragging about all the shit that I'm getting. Dragon. I got my but one listen, already. You're, you're getting all kinds of stuff too, and you are traveling everywhere. You're hosting Twitch streams, and you know, uh, sometimes you know, controversy surrounds some of the Twitch streams that you do. Uh, we'll talk about that in a sec. But you're having a blast and traveling to Japan and traveling to events and doing all kinds of, you know, hosting and working with different companies. And it's not like you're having a bad time out there. There's no woe is me no. foobar, right? No, no, it, no. I'm still making uh, the best of what I got going on for me and having a good time doing it. So. We miss working with each other every day. Every time we chat, it, it's every just like, what the hell? Why are there no television stations and networks? And why are there no you know, partners that kind of recognize what we achieved with, uh, with our television shows that want to talk to us about building that up again? And I told Jose on our last uh, chat conversation that, I could spend all my time trying to knocking on doors and trying to, you know, drum up support for stuff. But I know that it's a different world and people are so risk averse. They're so scared of spending money. And if I spend all my time doing that, I'm not going to spend any time making stuff and I can make stuff right now. And that's yeah. kind of the choice that I'm making. It's like, well, we can still go off and make video content and do reviews and, and do interviews. We just can't do as much. And one of the things that we, we can't do as much of is work with you. Um, but I miss the hell out of you. I miss your energy. I miss your observations. You're one of the, the you know, strongest game, make, game players I've ever encountered. You just attack these things. Uh, you chew them up. You live it. You bleed it. You breathe it. And uh, I think we should meet more often like this and, and uh, just shoot the shit about games and, and you can give us your thoughts. But um, before we talk about Shadow of War, I just want to uh, see if there's any questions or comments or anything. Hi, Blair Farrell. Hi, James Cole, David Turner, Lee Fan B, uh, uh, Chris uh, Lucklau, who says, uh, Lucklau, who says, hey, Jose. Hey, EP. It's great to see everybody. Timberwolf. This is amazing. Oh, and there's, there's sponsor stickers. Yeah, I, I made tiny little sponsor stickers. Uh, that's a new thing that we put on the gamering.youtube.com uh, slash EPNTV. Uh, I did hit that toggle button on sponsorships. We haven't done anything on Patreon or whatever. I, mostly because the big thing is, is that we are very busy trying to make as much material as we possibly can. And I don't want to have to be thinking about a whole bunch of layers of interference to make stuff. I just want to be building you the news and reviews and interviews and documentaries and, and the things that we can. And so when I saw that YouTube had activated it across their stuff, I said, well, if people want to sponsor us and, and send us uh, send us five bucks a month uh, to support the work that we're doing, then that's amazing. Thank you very much. And it's very simple because it just sort of integrates with whatever we're doing through YouTube already. And it was the easiest way to sort of light that up. And I appreciate that. So one of the things that you can do is you create these stickers and so I, or badges, they call them. So I created a little badge with uh, the, the very first EP logo that we have. And I think I call the, the your, um, you're like a, a spark partner, sort of the electricity spark. I, I, you know, I'm very creative. Uh, but like, I, uh, well, like the I'm, PS4 game? Wasn't there a PS4 game called Spark? There was a PS4 game, not connected to that, but I just yeah. made a little EP, tiny, tiny badge. I don't even think you can really see it. It's now called, we got to. It's called joining the Odyssey. I think that's where we're coming up with, like joining join our Odyssey. Join, join our Odyssey, yes, Odyssey. which is amazing. And and we we uh, we love that you are supporting that. And the other thing that we I, I made one really cheese ball little emoji. I've never made an emoji before, but we're gonna make a couple more. 
and uh, we'll, we'll figure this out. We'll make the badges and the emojis and stuff better. We're still working on t-shirts as well. I'm working with a friend of mine to, to come up with uh, some cool t-shirts. And then we'll, we will talk and re-look at uh, other sort of avenues and stuff next year. But, uh, uh, you know, we've had a really phenomenal year. We've had partnerships. We've had Nintendo step up as a sponsor. Thank you, Nintendo. We love you. Uh, we've had Vancouver Film School step up as a, a partner as well. And thank you, Vancouver Film School. We love you. Um, and so I, I have had some sponsor su- support that way, which has allowed us to uh, engage in some more game, uh, engage in some more uh, content and stuff. Um, and I, you know, we'll see what the future holds in that regard. But I can tell you that if you are, you know, keen to sponsor us to create more content, we appreciate it like crazy. It's just going right back into paying salaries and paying for the expense of building all of this stuff. And, um, you know, if we keep growing and keep getting enough of these things, then that allows us a lot more opportunity. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I've often said is I want to get all of our old content up there. I'd like to do new things with the old content, um, the archive. Uh, but I also want to hire people back like Jose and, and uh, Marissa and Ben and, and you know, maybe bring in some other new people as well. But we, uh, you got to take one step at a time. And this is one step at a time right now. So let's Let's get into it, but thank you very much to all of our sponsors out there. You guys rock. Let's talk about uh, Shadow of War now, and I'm going to click the play on the video. So I've got we got some footage behind us, brother. Brother, okay, Jose, you beat this game. You yeah. uh, did, how much did you stream the whole thing? Yeah, the whole about thing, 30, start to finish. About Thirty hours, yeah, from it, from from the beginning to the end. There is way more than thirty hours in that game, though, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, like I finished the main story, and there's still like quest where you can build up your army to fortify your bases and enemies will attack your bases but that's just like that's deep end game stuff and i was like man there's some other games i need to jump into so i wanted to see like i was you know took my time got my character all leveled up i found the best enemy in the game and i captured him and made him my my overseer of my base fubar the bard was his name uh shout out to wb for that thank you Thanks for Fubar the Bard. I found another Fubar in the game. I did not capture him, though. He was too high a level. Well, that, that was his real name? That was the... Yeah, and every time he came out, Fubar, Fubar. And I'm like, yes, can we clip this? This is amazing. Fubar, Fubar. Did you do the voice? No, but um, I'm a little sad. A little sad that, that opportunity. Did... Like, who do we get to do this voice of Fubar the Bard? I don't know. Do I know anyone? Son of a bitch. That would have been awesome. I could go into a studio and go, Fubar. <laughs> uh, well, that, no, that that was pretty funny. I came across that while I was streaming, and I just started cracking and laughing. I'm like, I need the, to I need to find this guy right now. Yeah, totally cool, man. That's but that is the big innovation is not not only do you have these these fortresses that you kind of take over, but you basically staff them up too. Yeah. So you're the landlord, and you're in control of this huge orc army. There's been a lot of controversy about the. Uh, uh, taking over these orcs, they kind of become your slaves. They really have no choice in the matter, and you just force them to work for you and do and do your bidding, basically, yeah. right? Uh, I mean, it depends though, because some some you can, some they're too high level, so where you have to like dumb them down before you can capture them. Some are just they have iron will, so you can't capture them at all. Mm-hmm. You're like you think you're like I'm gonna get all these high level dudes, but then I had the ability to where like every time I captured a guy, he would go up four levels. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna look for these lower guys and then make them badass warriors to hold down my fortress and then we'd awesome. get attacked and I would die and I'm like damn it you're all losers off with I, all your heads 
I'm about six or seven hours into this game. I haven't gotten that far into it. I got, I basically, uh, what happened there? We got uh, Mario Odyssey, of course, and then Assassin's Creed, and both of those games kind of pulled me away. Um, I, I actually, I don't think I've told anybody this, but I had a, I, I had a leak in my house, and we had to change, we had to get repairs on. Uh, the hardwood in our house, and it sort of went throughout the whole floor. It ended up being $40,000 worth of damage, and they had to fix everything in the house. So my family and I had to leave, and this there was never going to be a good time, but it was honestly the worst time because of all of the software that was coming in as we were on the road. And so what we did is instead of uh, just getting a hotel in Vancouver and, and uh, you know, plugging in machines and stuff like that in, inside of the hotel is we went on a bit of a road trip. We went training and it was, we went from San Diego to Seattle and I had to shoot at Nintendo at the end of all of that, which was really fun. But it, it was impossible for me to bring all of the consoles with me. I had the Switch and I played a bunch of Switch stuff, but not not nearly enough time, you know, to uh, uh, start reviewing all of that stuff. But I did, you know, I played um, uh, Steam World Dig Two, which is incredible. But this came out, this game came out right in the middle of all of that, and it was a total drag. Everything is fine. The insurance covered all the stuff. Um, which was great. They they took all of our contents in our house and, and fixed everything. And we have now moved back and f- we feel much more at home. But uh, that's why the game reviews kind of slowed down a little bit through October. And it was one of the reasons why I didn't get to jump on board with this game. And I had been looking forward to this thing for so, mo- for so long because I love Shadow of Mordor. But uh, in the six or seven hours that I, I did play with this title, I did feel like it was very familiar with that, but you feel like um, Kella Brimbor and Talion had more powers. They could they could do double jumps and flips and stuff through the air. They they streamlined uh, the uh, how badass they were, and I guess they had to kind of account for this being a sequel, and you had to start at kind of a a more badass level. Um, but I think the focus had shifted from just leveling up and powering up your guy and getting into these fights and surviving them to building your army and taking over these bases. And I yeah. feel like that's that's kind of the main thrust, the main focus of the game, right? Yeah, I mean, the skill tree is ridiculous. It's, yeah. so, it's so huge. It's such a massive thing. But they have it to where uh, the, the skills that branch out, you can only choose one of the branches as your main thing. So once you've unlocked sort of the ones you want, it kind of you just like start collecting points, and you're just like, I, I, there's really, I don't need this. I mean, I, I have the points, so I'm gonna unlock this. Oh, so thing. you can't unlock everything. You can unlock everything, but you can only use one of like if it branches out into three, you can only use one of the three. Okay. Uh, extra abilities on top of the ability you're unlocking. So you're just like, once I got my core abilities, I just didn't really see the reason. Like, oh, this one does poison damage. I can unlock one that does ice, or I can unlock one that does fire. Right. I like the poison. I'm gonna stick with the poison. I okay. really care about the fire and ice, whatever, because there's other things that can do that. So that becomes a little tedious, and it's just like I wish there was more of like I can stack these things, and they just become like these super Calibrimbo Italian combos, and I'm just like, Rah! and everybody's just catching on fire and poison and ice, and but no, no. Really. One of the things that I noticed when I went back to this, because I've just reviewed Assassin's Creed Origins, so I've kind of tucked that into bed for a bit. I'm going to revisit the, that game a little bit later on when I, you know, I've got the whole pile of games kind of figured out and we've reviewed a bunch of them and, and it's sort of getting into a sort of a quieter time. I want to go back to Assassin's because there's still tons in that. I didn't, I didn't that's check what I'm on. That's what I'm on now. It's gorgeous. 
and and to go back and it's gorgeous and it's colorful and it's it's uh, it's got a living world and to go back into Mordor and to Shadow of War it is they did a beautiful job with the grays and the blacks and the browns but it's so dour it's so depressing and it's like you got to kind of go into that mindset right you got to like have you have you seen those postcards from Mordor not yeah. a very bright place Vic. it's not and it and, and it it's kind of it's kind of a downer, right? To go back into that space. Like everybody looks like uh, Thrak Stormbringer and it's fun <laughs> to kill them and hack their, their heads off and stuff and, and to take control of them. But it feels, I, I mean, it's not a cheery place. You know what I mean? No. I mean, there's enough cheer in the world. You got, look, you want cheer? Play Mario Odyssey. Okay? <laughs> well, that's the other game want, I have been playing. You, you want yeah. Shadow of War? Mm-hmm. They call it the, it's literally called the Shadow of War, Vic. Yeah, it's yes. not going to be a bright thing to experience. No. This is where heads will roll and limbs will be chopped off and fun will be had dismembering orcs. What was your favorite thing about this? Because I know one of the cool... Who are the bard, clearly. Well, Fubar, okay. Besides the the, uh, the titular Fubar the Bard, the, the 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 character you share a name with, yeah. uh, was it was it being able to fight the, ride the dragons? What do they call them in here? Um, I call them dragons. That's are, I was like I'm I'm dragon rider. That's are they, they drowds them. or something like that? There's a special yeah. name. So they, it's like draug. Yeah, Draugs or draug. Yeah, are you? Was that the uh, most fun thing to hop on those and then burn everybody? I mean, that's kind of awesome when you're sort of trying to siege a quick base really quick yeah. and these guys think they're going to stop you and you're like, no, I've got fireball powers and I'm going to unleash my holy dragon fury upon you. Right. I just think it's, I mean, it's taken that combat that we've seen in all the Arkham games and it's made it so much fun. And it's like, I wish, I wish the combat in Assassin's Creed was like this. Yeah. Like, this is how it should be. It should be this fluent. And I'm like traveling from guys and it and you're doing these combos and you feel like you're that badass guy who's wielding these weapons and just thrashing these dudes and hitting like 30, 40, 50 hit combos like, oh, just another thing. Just it's just one of those things. It's just what I'm doing because I feel like this badass because I've been playing this game for 20 plus hours. Um, But it's just so good. It's so good and it feels so right. And it's just so much fun to just dive in there. And that's why I mean, I know a lot of people were upset about. It feels too much uh, like the first one, or they're complaining about microtransactions or whatever. Yeah. But I just feel like it's just such a spot-on combat style for a game like this that it doesn't get tiresome for me to just go in and, oh, there's a group of enemies, I'm going to go and attack them. Yeah, I mean, and I have I'm to admit, win. like Mordor, I, the Shadow of Mordor game, I, I did get a little tired of the aesthetic, you know, and, and how dark it was. But you're right, the, the, uh, the rewards of playing it never ceased it was yeah. always super fun to play and uh you did feel like you had so much power and so much quickness and and uh you had it was really really fun and and i am i i ha, i i was starting to feel that and then i put the game away to play uh mario and and uh and sort of get fine-tune my thoughts on steam world dig and then i've jumped onto assassins so this is what i want to go back to my question for you is you also get more than one game at a time, which is honestly, it's yeah. nothing to complain about. It's we know how lucky we are as game reviewers, but uh, it's it's hard sometimes to to put everything away and just focus on one game when you get a few of them at a time. Were you able to do that with Shadow of War and just say, "Screw it, I'm just going to finish this. I'm playing this to the end." Yeah. Well, I mean, I did yeah. like I did like 30 hours in about two days. Okay. Like, it was like it was like two 15-hour <laughs> streams, and I was just like, "All right, I'm gonna." Because I knew I had South Park coming up, and I was like, I'm gonna put all the hours into that, and I play, plowed through that, and yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, I just play it throughout. Like usually, I'll just play overnight, sleep for a few hours, wake up, do it again. 
Awesome. When I'm not when I'm not traveling, it's easy. But when I'm traveling, it's like ah crap. Was there enough new stuff in Shadow of War that it's going to like? There are I think there's going to be a lot of players out there that have played Shadow of Mordor and maybe got the definitive edition or whatever. And there's a lot of content in there, and they did some great sure. DLC and stuff. They may feel like that's that's enough, like that's satiated. But is there enough in War? that makes it a fresh experience and a new experience. So if you really like Mordor, you're going to want more and, and you get all this extra stuff. I think so. I mean, it kept me invested in playing the game throughout and just not wanting to stop. And I mean, at a time, especially when there's so many games, it's like, I know there's a lot of people that are making that decision of what game do I buy? Like, what game's going to take up a lot of my time? This game yeah. will take up a lot of your time and it will continue to take up your time if you continue to do the missions that further past the story stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they do have that ability to where like, all right, I can, you know, just keep going through and finding better guys. When I level up, my guys level up and I can, yeah. you know, find stronger guys. So, I, it's, I mean, there's definitely more replay value in Shadow of War than I think there was in Shadow of Mordor. Right. And with DLC and what other missions are coming yeah, future. and getting your uh, getting your orcs sort of as uh, characters that you can send out on missions, and they sure, yeah. they earn send stuff them into for the fighting pits, and of like, oh, I hope they they don't die, and then they die, and you're like, damn it! But then you take over the guy that killed your guys, and you're like, whatever, he won. Yeah, clearly he's the better choice. Yeah, and more mounts and more abilities, and and uh, there there is more color in here too, because you get the uh, you get Idril, and you get uh, uh, some human allies and things like that as well. Yeah. Um, and I really like the way that they did the cutscenes and the storytelling in this thing. Uh, they use all the in-engine stuff, so it, it maybe doesn't look as colorful and beautiful and beautific as Assassin's Creed Origins, but I think it's really true to that Peter Jackson aesthetic and uh, the Lord of the Rings kind of aesthetic, and it, it's, it, it is beautiful. And, the, you know, the fire effects and the combat animations and all that stuff are, are dope as hell. And uh, I've been having fun. I am definitely looking to it having its claws in me, and I've pushed the other stuff away enough to just think about this as a, a singular kind of escape. Yeah, I mean, and just going back to what I was talking about with that you mentioned earlier as well, the microtransaction stuff, people were complaining about it online. Yeah. And when I was playing it, I didn't never felt the need to want to buy anything. Like, you earn currency in the game that'll buy you chests, and you can sell some of your weapons that you don't use anymore. Yeah. There was a, I, it wasn't a push to, you should, you know, you could level up a little bit faster if you buy this. This is one of the games where I always tell people, like, sure, I'm, you can buy things that will probably make you stronger, but it's... Yeah. In a game where if you're going to complain about how long a game is or how easy it is to play, why would you want to just buy stuff that's going to make you super awesome badass at the beginning? Why wouldn't you just play through and experience it and take your time with it? Yeah, I mean, it is it is a weird time when it becomes such a big part of the conversation around games. And it's I like think with develop- everything. Every, everything has a loot crate in it now or a chest in it that you can... I don't, and I don't think that's acceptable. And I think that we um, have to challenge the publishers and the developers around that stuff, and we have to have that conversation. Uh, but then we also have to be kind of fair that if you know when you play the game, you don't really need the or you have the pull to spend more money, and you don't have to spend more money. That has to be discussed as well. So that was my question for you. Um, and I, d- I do think that Warner Brothers has been hearing a lot of the complaints and a lot of the uh, the issues surrounding uh, loot crates, and they had made some changes just before the game was released, and they are changing. Uh, this game post-release with some of this stuff, and same thing with the Forza 7 people, um, and Stark Wars Battlefront 2. Uh, it is a, it's a slippery slope right now, but I think that 
you know, particularly when it comes to these single player experiences like Shadow of War, you know, you know that the developers and the publishers want to figure out a way to get more money and to have that sort of games as service kind of attitude that um, it ha has now infamously uh, been surrounding the Amy Hennig project. Uh, but you have to do it with a lighter touch and, and with the player sort of in your mind, you know. And I do think that it's incumbent on on the general consumer out there that loves video games to voice their opinion. And if they really feel strongly like they don't want to have these loot, cra loot crates and loot bo boxes sort of presented to them, to not spend a dime, to not go there at all, you know, and and um, and sort of vote with their pocketbooks and, and use Twitter and use the forums and express the their pull. dissatisfaction. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I don't usually ever have the pull to spend on these titles either, but you know, I think one of the reasons that drew me to this career and got you involved in this career and one of the luxuries that we've had during this experience is that there has never been a shortage of other things to put our attention on. But I think a lot of players, they don't obviously have the the time uh, in their lives because they have you know, real jobs that pull them away from their interactive entertainment. Uh, and they all consequently don't spend as much on software. So they get the one or three or whatever, not that many games. And then they are sort of committed to them and they are in that space for a long time. And if there are all these little, these hooks to keep you there and they're asking more money of you, uh, it, it always needs to be fair, you know? And I feel like you know, I've said this before, but the business needs to work harder to keep people happier, you know, not just entertained, but also happier customers. They need to walk away going, well, that was a good deal. I got a good deal out of that. And I'm going to tell my friends what a great experience that was at that price point and, uh, and more people should play that. And it sounds like that's what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, I genuinely had an awesome time playing through the game and not felt I didn't feel the need we're like damn it if I only I would have bought this crate something better would have happened I hate when games will just go out and be like you can only get this specific thing that'll get you to this specific level mm -hmm. by buying something it's like that I, I didn't feel the need at all in Shadow of War to do that and so right. uh, I just you know my note to people who are worried about it it's like it's not a thing you have to worry about there's tons of currency you earn in game that'll buy you a whole bunch of stuff when you level up you're getting more stuff so Mr. Brockrock says, uh, Vic, they, they, the issue is, they do they see the money replace those of us it drives away? So um, is the money filling the void of the longtime lifer gamers out there that are sort of disgusted and saying, well, I'm not going down that route? Uh, I, I think that there are so many ways to be vocal about this, and I do think that developers and publishers are always listening. I mean, that's what I always hear back when I interview these folks is that they are always engaging with their communities. And I think that might be a bit of an issue too because they, they are so insulated with their communities and it feels like everybody's got this silo of just talking to the super fan, to the super fan, to the super fan. I think we're seeing a little bit of that backlash with Destiny 2, which is what we're gonna talk about right now where uh, there is a bit of a drop off after the game launches and there's this uh, sort of chatter amongst the, the diehards saying, well, I've had enough of this or whatever. Um, it, it, you know what, like one of my main concerns with games is that we spend a lot of time talking about the monetization and the business aspects of video games. We are very acutely aware of how these things make their money and, uh, we're suspicious of, um, uh, devices built into games to kind of 
generate revenue for publishers and developers. Now, they, it is a business, and they need their money, and they need to be able to take that money and invest it in creativity. But I don't know if it needs to be so overt, and I feel like it's a major detriment to the art of video game development and the art of this medium to spend so much time discussing these contrivances, these these uh, these vehicles for revenue uh, when you know, we're taking our eye off the prize, man. This is a beautiful art form that needs to be enjoyed by a lot more people so that the the content diversifies and becomes more engaging and surprising. And if we just boil it all down to what works, what sells, well, how does this monetize to this, and, you know, what? how do we get these whales, and all of the other sort of negative aspects that we as, as uh, longtime investors in the medium are, are worried about, um, it's going to become a bit of a drag, you know, on all, all sides of this. It'll be a bit of a drag to be commenting and reviewing this stuff. It'll be a drag to spend, you know, 80 bucks and then realize, no, I need another 30 bucks. And then I'm in, you know, to get all the content that I want. But I feel like these changes are, they're a part of the process of, of uh, the evolution of the machine and the, and the industry. And uh, we just need to be vocal. And, and uh, you know, I say all of that, and I think the complaints have been ringing around the internet. I didn't really want to sort of co-opt this discussion around all of this stuff, but I think it's, it's on all of our minds right now. But the complaints are rattling around the internet, and, and it's loud and clear, but this is probably the best year the video games have ever had. I, I don't think I've been more entertained by the medium than I have been this year. And it starts with, uh, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn, I think back to Resident Evil 7 and Near Automata. The, and the, the Switch coming out with the Zelda. The Switch coming out with Zelda, which is one of the best. It is my favorite game of all time. And then that's that's sort of bracketed by this amazing Super Mario Odyssey. And in between is this, this you know, this deluge of excellent products. And, and we are still in the midst of the fall 2017 game avalanche and this is a solid game you know you can you can uh, you can be uh, disappointed that it's familiar with its its original source you can be disappointed that it has um, uh, microtransactions built into the into the software um, but I think at its core it's hard to dispute that that monolith built us a really really fun Lord of the Rings experience I've been really enjoying it, and I want to go back to it. But, Jose, let's get a score from you. What are you going to give it? I'm giving it a 9. It would have had an 8.5, but there's a guy named Fubar in it. 9, automatically. You want to get, <laughs> you want to get that score higher? Put a character named Fubar in your game. Automatically gets higher points. I, I love uh, but, how scientific your process is. It's a very simple uh, equation. You know? It's like, how do we make this game better? Throw a couple Fubars in there. Have the name chant out every time you come. Fubar, Fubar. <laughs> uh, if it had me as a voice in the game, 10, uh, but 9. I'm going to give it a 9 because it's a game that after a while, like after I play through all of the games that I'm playing through now and, you know, finishing them off, I'm going to go back and check on my army and try to level up my dude a little bit more, have awesome. a little bit more fun in that shadow and, yeah. Uh, yeah, and see how high I can level up Poobar. I can't score it yet, but the first Shadow of Mordor holds a huge part of my heart. I love that game, and I've really, really been digging this. And, and because you're rating it so high, I can't wait to dive back in. Uh, so we're going with FUBAR's 9 on Shadow of War. And I got some great messages here from uh, Chris Lucklow. Been with you from the start, Vic. Your appreciation of the art is why you're always welcome in my mind. Thank you so much, brother. Uh, Tom, the... 
the latest Marvel was almost 80 bucks. Oh my God, the latest Marvel. I'm not sure what he's talking about there. Um, are you planning any special when you reach 30K subs? John, uh, James Cole, yes, we're going to uh, unleash uh, season three uh, of uh, the Electric Playground. We're sort of going chronologically. So we've put up the first episode of season three. The second episode of uh, season three will go live immediately after we get, we get 30K. And then I think every week after that, we're going to start posting new episodes. And then hopefully you guys help us to get to 40K because season four is all set. And then we're just going to continue on. Eventually, we'll get into the reviews on the run as a separate show era. We'll start posting all of those. And uh, listen, I want to do a lot more with all of that material as well. And one, I'll tell you one of the things that I really want to do. I want to uh, live stream some of this content and have people like FUBAR on the show with me and we can recount or maybe it's like a Brady Bunch thing where all of the cast members are all around me or some are with me in the studio and we, we can recount uh, moments that we put together some of that material. I want to then cut to uh, developers and have a sort of where are they now interview and let them see that old content um, uh, and sort of make it a, a special edition. Like let's let's celebrate that we worked hard to build all of this material. Maybe we will, you know, re-review some of the classic stuff um, live for you guys. I can't do that with the resources that we have right now. There's a million other things that we could be doing as well. More documentary material, um, you know, behind the game kind of uh, things with some of this exclusive content that we have. And you guys got to remember that we have this archive that extends well beyond just the finished episodes that we have. We used to shoot 20-minute interviews, and we cut it down to a three-minute thing for, for television. And I would like to utilize some of that stuff. Um, but I need more resources. And um, I... Like I say, I could spend all my time trying to do business deals and cut things, but everybody's trying to figure out how their money is going to come together. It's, you know, as as much as it's it's front and center in the video game space as, you know, as an industry to the way that they're marketing video games and talking about video games, it's also very much that way behind the scenes on media development and television and all of this stuff. Everybody's trying to figure out how, how do we keep money coming in on all this material. And it's exhausting and it's boring and it's it's not really the conversations that I want to have. So the easiest way, I think, is to work with corporate partners that understand our value and, and uh, the connection that we have and the trust that we built that I'm not going to risk and not going to break because uh, that's everything to me is this this uh, this long career that we've been able to have and, and this engagement that we've been able to have with people. Um, I really respect that. But uh, I think another part of it is working with with you guys just by watching and sharing and liking and all that stuff. It means it means a, hu a huge amount to us. But if there's, uh, you know, other avenues, T-shirts or sponsorships or other, other ways that we can help. Uh, microtransactions. <laughs> yeah. For the next part of this Luke review, Creighton. we we will need 99 cents right there. Yeah. And th that, that's the other thing is like, I don't want to be a hawking stuff. I don't want to turn this into the shopping network, you know, but um you know what I'm trying to say. You know, we got to grow again. And uh, we didn't really, you know, we were pretty innovative with the idea that we had a, a website content and video content on the web, probably some of the earliest stuff out there. Uh, but we never had the all cylinders firing so that we could just seamlessly translate from television to the web and say, oh, no big deal. You know, we, we just didn't have all of those resource buckets sort of filled. And uh, so it's been a bit of a... Um, uh, kind of starting over and and trying to figure all this stuff out and you guys are helping us do that and we appreciate it anyways enough shop talk um 
we will save more of that conversation for another uh, another uh, podcast down the road. Uh, but right now, let's get into our next review, and that is going to be um, Destiny Two. We'll save South Park for the end, so I'll just get the the video going behind us right there. Now, I played through the single player content, and I played some multiplayer stuff. Uh, but this is a game that that is way beyond that. There's a lot of end game content. There's a lot of uh, uh, raids and extra material. You've been playing. You played it on the console, I'm sure, Destiny Two. But you've also been playing. And ha- have you flown through the PC version of, as well? Yeah, I did uh, campaigns for both. Yeah, I finished both campaigns just because I wanted to test the waters on the PC version, which is so pretty. Yeah, it's so pretty to look at. It's running like high detailed goodness. It's and a, there's just, I mean, for me, like I used game. to all like I'm for the longest time I was console. Give me the consoles, all console, all the time. And the Last yeah. Destiny wasn't on PC, so I was like, all right, well, just give me that, you know, the console goodness. Uh, but then I finally got a, a solid gaming PC a couple years ago, and now it's just like it's. I feel like the the, the darkness is pulling me in. It's like, <laughs> You're the master don't go back race to those now. Controllers. <laughs> don't go back to those controllers. Use your mouse and keyboard. Um, really? So you're you're that hardcore on the PC? You go to mouse and keyboard, even though you've been sort of training on the piece on the on the consoles for so long. Yeah, man, it's such a. I mean, there's this uh, the fine-tuned aiming. It's just next level, especially in a game like that. But the thing I enjoyed about the first Destiny game was that it did something that was so. It it made the aiming feel so good. Like yeah. when you were just getting headshots, you just felt like I don't know. It was just clicking the way it should be. And the same with the console version of Destiny 2, which is the one I played first. Yep. Uh, again, and I was like, all right, I can see why I enjoyed this console experience uh, playing the original Destiny because I had a great time playing console destiny 2 yeah uh, but then i get into that pc version and i'm like you know fine tuning in the little areas when guys are trying to hide and you're trying to snipe behind them and not die it's just and it i mean those graphics obviously the because i don't have the ps4 pro or the the you know the whatever or, yeah the ps4 pro yeah but i do have a high-end pc that can play this game looking as good as it does and yeah i mean it's like it's just a total night and day kind of difference of like how smooth it runs how good it feels and just how much more fluent it feels with that mouse and keyboard, which is why I'm excited to see, because I heard the Xbox One X has mouse and keyboard controller support. I'm it not 100% does, sure but on that. It's, it's um, uh, 30 frames per second on Xbox One oh, X, and you're playing at 60 frames per second on your yeah. PC, right? Yeah. yeah. So, and does that make a big mind. difference for you too? I mean, I, I, I can just tell the fluidity of the game looks yeah. and feels that much more better on the PC. It's not that, I mean, it's not like, oh, the. PlayStation 4 game is now unplayable, but it, I haven't gone back and played it, which is what, a thing that I want to do as soon as I'm done finishing up Assassin's Creed, uh, just to sort of see, like, okay, now I can sort of tell the fine nuances. But just just making that jump to the PC, I can just tell it felt so much smoother, and I just had a much more enjoyable experience playing it and jumping around and destiny-ing. Do you play on your television? Do you hook up your PC to your TV, or do you have it on a on your yeah, monitor? I ha- yeah, I have my – it's hooked up to my TV. And so you sit back, and you have a mouse and keyboard set up? Yeah, well, it's it's literally the setup I have now. I have my monitor here, and then I have my 55-inch TV right here is my second monitor. Okay. I've yet to dabble into this smaller monitor thing. Okay. I'm, a, I'm a baby streamer. Baby streamer. Uh, yeah. But I just have – I'm like, why wouldn't I want to play it on my dope-ass TV? It sucks because I have a 4K TV in the living room that I don't play games on. I'm like, this is a travesty. Yeah, yeah. But soon. So- Oh, so you're not gaming on your 4K TV? I guess you don't have a console or something that, that does that yet. No. But your so PC I, could, could – could your PC output to 4K? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I have everything set up here. 
works for me. It's fine. So you you have gone through. I've I, I've played chunks of the game three times now, and I've played a huge chunk of the game in totality, and I loved it. I think that it's a it's a, a remarkable step forward. But this is a game. Um, talking about microtransactions and talking about sort of the business being faced, you know, front and center on on uh, on the software. This is a game that is very clearly engineered to keep you there forever, and um, you know, so much so that EA effectively said, "Well, our Star Wars game is not enough like Destiny. <laughs> we need to make it more like Destiny." And yeah. uh, it, does that bother you, or is that okay? I mean, is it uh, is there I enough mean, there that you're you're feeling satisfied? Well, the the thing is, the funny thing, like somebody had just mentioned it online that I just read was like when they launched the first Destiny, they said, well, we'll never really have to release another Destiny because we're just going to keep pumping it, you know, pumping yeah. the goods into Everybody this one. Everybody says like, that. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, so there are a lot of people like, this is BS, man. You guys went and released a new game. Like, I thought you were going to keep pumping it into the first Destiny. And yeah. there's a lot of love into that original Destiny game. I mean, they put a lot of DLC, a lot of time. And it was fun when uh, when I lived with my roommates and all of us had PS4s and we were all playing the original Destiny. Like, we were our fire team. Yes. And so it, it's definitely a game that is built to be played with friends. Yeah. And have that experience of, you know, that cooperative awesomeness and everybody's getting their light and leveling up and, you know, hitting that top tier when they, you know, together. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's like from jumping around, it's always hard for me to play with the same people that I'm playing with, especially when I'm playing on console or when I'm playing on PC. Yeah. Uh, so I that's why I plow through the campaigns for both. I'm like, I want to see how it is and get my character, you know, a little bit more badass. So when the time comes to yeah. when all the raids, because there's only, I think, one raid out now. Yeah. Uh, but more are coming and more on the horizon. So. They announced the DLC today. I just sort of peeked at that. I'm not. I'm not totally yeah. sure what what's coming. Uh, but people have been less than uh, um, completely ecstatic with the end game content. How do you feel about the end game material? Are you? Was there enough there for you? Yeah, I mean, I, th I thought it was a fun ride. It was it was cool to see how the little story played out. But then again, it's like, when is the actual end? I mean, the end of the campaign content is one thing, but yeah, that's the beginning of the game. Basically. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, it's just when things are getting started. Like, okay, now yeah. you're good enough to actually play the game. So now you can go and play the game. Yes. And I I kind of like the bridge that that gives to the game instead of just jumping in and wanting to jump straight into multiplayer. You're like fledge out your character, make him like a little bit of a badass, and so you can get into these higher tier areas and start playing and feel like you know what you're doing instead of just going in like, you know, for a shooter, a typical shooter when you just jump in after you don't play for a while and you're just fodder because everybody's been playing it and they're awesome. Yeah, yeah, you you know, and I played the uh, the multiplayer combat, the versus stuff, and yeah. I, I think I had just been. I had just come off of some Titanfall 2 multiplayer or something like that, you know, just before I took my trip down to Seattle and and was sort of exposed to it. And it it didn't register for me, it didn't really have that much of an impact. It's fun, it's serviceable, it's got solid content in there, but it, I, I don't know, there's something about the, uh, and I, I suspect I'll feel very similarly to the uh, diversity in the Battlefront 2 stuff, uh, but I just love, you know, being able to jump into ships and, and uh, uh, in the, the case of Titanfall 2, all of the different mechs and all the Titans, the way that they're all sort of outfitted and that it is 60 frames per second as well on yeah. the consoles. And it just is so fast and fun and fluid. And multiplayer on Destiny 2, the versus, is I think it's just okay. I think this this is really a game about exploring the mystery and figuring things out and the twitch factor is there because it's you know people with incredible pedigree at bungie but it's 
uh, I think it's more about sort of diving in and trying to figure out all the lore and discovering all yeah. of the different nooks and crannies, right? It's like the best storytelling shooter. Yeah. You know, it's the storytelling shooter that people are going to continue to play because there's so much story within the multiplayer. It's like the story doesn't just stop with the single player. You yeah. play through the single player, you learn about what's happening within the world of the game itself, but then you get into the multiplayer and you're like, what is this, you know, story of the Osiris thing, that DLC that they just announced? What is that? What is, who's this character? Is this going to be some other dude that looks like a Darth Vader Stormtrooper clone mashup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is it's like, why has he got his mask on and he looks like Vader, but in a Stormtrooper outfit? I don't know, but... It's a game that I feel... I, I like I had I interviewed Mark Noseworthy at Vancouver Film School and I I felt some guilt about it because um, I you know you and I played tons of the Destiny I beat Destiny and I, I well as much as you can say you beat it uh, and I played some of the uh, some of the DLC and had a really good time with that but I, it's not a game that I could make the commitment to meet with my pal or pals every other day and we would just keep playing yeah. and playing and playing but it feels like that's the way the big fan, the most of the fans play it. Do you yeah. play it? Do you carve out the time and meet up with your pals and and, no. and play this on a regular basis? No, no, no. no I mean, it's, well, it's almost like a world like, of work. I, I, I finished, the, I finished the console version, and then I, I was going to Japan for like three weeks, so I right. just, I stepped away from it, and I didn't get a chance to play it. So I, all my buddies were like, "When are we going to start a fire team? Yeah. When are we going?" I'm like, oh, "Whenever I'm home, man. I'm I, I'm not going to be home very much for the next few weeks." Uh, but it, again, it's like it's got that same like the WoW audience, the people that will get yes. together for their Tuesday raids and they'll you know they yes. join together and they do their thing. It's got that pull to it, and that's why you know on PC it really, it's funny that it released through Blizzard's Battle.net, right? So you're just yeah, like, yeah. Well, okay, it's that same sort of community, those people that are going to put those chunks of time together to do these big epic raids to get that big awesome loot and the extra light and and make you know online relationships that turn into uh real world marriages and things like that we're yeah. hearing stories like that it's, like crazy it's their density man it's well, their and density the, and and I mean, that is density. one of the amazing things about the software too is that i think it's amazing i loved it um i do have the pull to go back to it it's the time that i don't have i i think that you know uh bungie kicked ass with the uh additions and the upgrades and the the changes to the way they tell the story it's absolutely gorgeous uh you know visually and and uh the the sounds and the and music and everything top notch um yeah. Eight so, so they killed it and even though my experience it with it will be relatively cursory compared to the people that will put 2,000 hours into it. Sure. I still appreciate it. And I think that the super fans really appreciate it. But then they get into the minutia of the complaints that they have, as valid as those are. I don't share those because I don't have the amount of time to devote to picking it apart and, and complaining yeah. about it. I, I still think it's absolutely worth your time. Um, I think that you're going to have a, it's one of the best games of 2017, to be frank. You know, sure. I, I feel that way. Um, I think we need a score from you. I, I said I was going to review it again. I was going to go back in and play some more. So I feel like I don't want to give my score again until I go and do it again. And I probably will play on the PC the next time and I'll try to stream some of that. But it could be a what fire would team. You, pardon me? We can be a fire team. We'll be a fire team. But what would you give your experience with Destiny 2? Uh, I'm going to give it an eight and a half. Oh, yeah? I think, yeah. I, li I mean, I liked it a lot. I finished the campaign twice. There's not yeah. a lot of games, even with the time that I do have. to. And that's what shocks me. Eight and a half. That seems so low for that. No, I think, well, because, like, I want more. Like, it's it's one of those things where I just did the campaign stuff. Yeah. 
so I haven't really dabbled in the multiplayer. I'm okay, sure, okay. You know, getting into it with a fire team, getting getting me excited to jump back into the world. Because right now I'm like I have no reason to jump back into the campaign. Right. You None. you basically have to sign a contract with a friend or two and say yeah, that like, we're meeting bro. and we're going to do all of this. Yeah. So I think that's what I'm doing right now with you is I got to level up on the PC and then join you on a fire team. I guess that's what we're doing right now. Verbal contract. Uh, Okay, so eight and a half. That's acceptable. First for the single player stuff. Okay. That's that's my gauge until I get to dive into the multiplayer and play through with people who are awesome and going to level me up and make me better. Okay, cool. I don't know. It could be worse. Hey, Timberwolf just uh, pointed out uh, Vic requests questions and caps. Yeah, I don't have... uh, uh, I don't have the... Oh, no, Spider-Man? No, we're not reviewing Spider-Man right now. Uh, I don't have the um, questions popping up on a bigger screen, so they're on my tiny uh, iPhone screen. What's well, not that tiny, but the text is pretty tiny, and I can't see everything. Vic, do you prefer the Pro Controller that the than the split Joy-Cons for Super Mario Odyssey? Yes, I do. Um, I, I I think the Joy-Con is a great peripheral. It's super cool, but I just feel I'm, I'm an old school gamer. I just feel more comfortable playing a Mario game with a controller in my hand, a full size controller in my hand. Uh, unfortunately, we can't review Super Mario Odyssey together. Uh, I reviewed it with Johnny, though. We both played it. Jose has yet to play it, but I know you're dying to. I know that's probably going to be one of the next games on your on your list. Yeah. Um, uh, Finite Joy is saying Bob Noxious. I don't know what that means. Uh, oh, Blake, you can throw out any questions that that that, uh, that come out there. Finite Joy says, uh, longtime fan, watching EP since '97. Keep up the great work. Love from London, Ontario uh, area. Nice to see you there, man. Finite Joy, very very cool. Thank you for your support. Um, okay, let's talk about. Um, some South Park, but Timberwolf is right. If you want to kick us a question in the chat, just uh, do put it in uh, all caps. And if you put the word question before it too, I'll definitely notice that as well. But I'm going to, I'm going to move on because I know that there's some conversations that are separate from the ones that you and I are having right now, but let's talk about South Park, um, the fractured, butt hole. And you have to say that carefully. What did you it, think of this game? Now, I have not even been able to touch this thing. I this is oh, probably man. this is next on my list after um, uh, I've gotten to the point where I'm I'm comfortable with with uh, moving away from Shadow of War. What do you think about the new South Park? You know, it was is this your game of the year? Is there a character <laughs> named Fubar in this game? There isn't a Fubar, but it was <laughs> one of my most anticipated games just cuz that first one hit everything that you wanted out of the story and the world of South Park. Yeah. Uh, I thought this one I thought this one took a little bit of a back step in not going as crazy. Okay. There, there, there's some crazy elements. It's still crazy South Park. But, I mean, there's some levels in that first game that are, are will never be touched. You yeah. can't go back and beat those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, it, I mean, it was it's so much fun. This game was so good. So you just, think, is Stick of Truth a better game than Fractured Butthole? I think the overall story in Stick of Truth was better. Okay. Uh, but I feel like this game was a better gameplay experience. Okay. There's a little more sense. variety, more stuff yeah, to do. I mean, the combat's better. There's like, you know, they used like the grid system on the floor to where you're doing your battles instead of like the weird system that they had in the first game, which is like, all right, you know, I got to, you know, timing, timing, timing for everything. Right, right. Uh, this, this one sort of does have that element, but it's got the best origin tale ever in a video game. Because they're making fun of superheroes, right? They're making fun of uh, our, well, it, our it, it picks obsession. up right after Stick of Truth. Like in the beginning of the game, you're, the guys are still playing Stick of Truth, and then okay. Carmen switches it up to superheroes, and nobody's told him. So they're they're like, you, 
you battle out of that. But your character's origin tale is the greatest origin tale that's ever been told by Eric Cartman in a video game. Okay. <laughs> uh, so and then it keeps so. You start off, you get your initial ability, and then you play through the game, and you get another ability, and then Cartman changes your origin tale to incorporate your new ability. And so as you're gaining new abilities throughout the game, your origin tale keeps changing. core of it stays the same, but it's just like, <laughs> you just like, I, I can't believe this is a thing that's happening in video games. What are, the, what are the, some of the things that they make fun of uh, in the game that are, are cause it's always about being timely. Right. And that's one of the, yeah. well, the challenges when you make a game, but what are the, some of the things I, I would imagine well, microtransactions? Uh, my microtransactions, of course. Um, yeah. but I mean, just the way it plays off the superhero lore, like Cartman breaks down the story of the, the cinematic universe and like, mm. no, you can't have it right now. That's when your Netflix series starts and you have to have your Netflix series first before you join into the movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and so he has like this whole timeline and it's like what are you just like a poke fun of like dc and marvel he's like what is it dc you can't just like have a bunch of crappy superheroes this isn't dc comics <laughs> so it's like they just have so much fun and it's like they can get away with it because it's south park but it just gets i mean it just goes crazy it goes crazy not as crazy as the last game but yeah. like you can see the video behind you you're just in a strip club because that, that's a thing yeah i happening. saw some south park boobs in there and then we were in a bathroom for a while and a guy was just pissing all over the floor i guess that like it's an m-rated thing right so yeah it's pretty swears throughout and people having sex and it, it not, just goes nuts it's not so much the sex. i mean the first game again has the best sex scene ever it's oh yeah the, the origin tale is a tale about I'm gonna just spoil it for you because yeah. it's hard to talk about it without saying it. Uh, but Cartman talks to you about uh, the time that you were a kid and how you got these superpowers, and you heard your mom screaming for help, and she's just ah, 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 <laughs> screaming for help. And he goes out to save her, and you fight these burglars, and then you open the door, and you saw the time that your dad fucked your mom, <laughs> and it tarnished you forever. And it just so that's the running theme of your origin tale. I was like, I can't believe this person you trusted so much would do that to your mom. Um, and that's what made you the superhero you are today. So this this uh, this video is hilarious because I actually I grabbed it off of uh, the Ubisoft website. This was the E3 demo, oh, and yeah. so they have a couple of like demo people just talking about what's happening in the game. Yeah. Here's but the they, scene they where you're, kind of you're a fake be... stripper and giving a guy a lap dance. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what that's it's in game mechanics. That's in game mechanics. And they can't really like just be off the cuff and just totally casual with it because they're they work for the company so it's like this weird you know like we're from ubisoft and now we're showing our new really subversive game right now where you're playing a kid oh my god this is amazing so there's stuff like that in the yeah. game um and just the the different like abilities you unlock you like morgan freeman teaches you how to use your fart powers yeah uh, he taught me how to use mine, so he's good at that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and when Morgan Freeman speaks, you listen. Yes. And he'll gain an extra mole. Uh, but it's just, I mean, it's such a fun, I mean, these guys, you can clearly tell they have so much fun making Different developer. Game. Obsidian didn't make this one. It was a different team, right? Yeah, but I mean, like, just the guys who are making it. Yeah. You know, going back to the first one and this one. You can yeah. tell they're just having so much fun getting to do this stuff. And, like, they're like, can we get away with this? I'm sh I just want to see the stuff that was left on the cutting ring floor. Like, the stuff they right. couldn't. But in the game, because right. in the first we, game, you're fighting on your bed while your parents are having sex and you're dodging your dad's balls. That's no like way. 
Jesus. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you guys reviewed that. You and Ben reviewed that. So I never – this is the, the challenge, right? Like how do, I, how do I squeak in 30 hours or, or 40 hours? These are long yeah. games too, right? Yeah, to, I finished to go... this one. This one took about 20 hours to get everything. But that okay. was the thing. Like after I got everything, it was like, all right. I mean because there's like little hidden things that I had to go back and find. Mm-hmm. Um, but even the nods for that, like they have these uh, these member berries. <laughs> it's like, you remember that time that Han Solo saved the Millennium Falcon? I remember. And there's all these little things you have to go and find. There's these crazy like Japanese artwork where like Tweak and his lover are in these like provocative anime drawings. And that's awesome. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a South Park game. It's. It's everything. I mean, you're giving lap dances to dudes as a game mechanic. You're <laughs> farting out gerbils out of your ass into electrical equipment to break open doors and. Were you as entertained by this game as you were by Stick of Truth? Uh, I feel like yes. I, yeah. I mean, because I. I mean, I'm glad it didn't come out immediately after Stick of Truth. Yeah. Like it's been a few years since we had the last game. So. Yes. I do like the fact that they took their time because they showed this game off a few years ago. And I I'm know like, well, it was supposed so to be out. They delayed it a few times. I think that that's a that's a big secret that, or you know, a big uh, um, you know topic of discussion that the industry needs to be having right now. I think Assassin's Creed Origins. I don't know how it's selling, but I think that they did manage to get more excitement for this because it didn't just come out last year, you know. And yeah. hopefully, the new plan is they don't ever do that annually. A, you know annual thing again you know like hopefully yeah. from now on we we have a little bit of a break so that you're right we want to miss these things we want to we want to be yeah. uh, excited for it you know and that's what I, and that's what i was telling people uh while i was playing assassin's creed and streaming that i'm like i wish they would just do a cycle of assassin's creed a splinter cell a prince of persia right keep that you know because i'm ready for a new prince of persia i'm ready for a new splinter me cell too. game it's been a while yeah it's been a while too. i'll take it uh, absolutely uh, um, but i mean Having South Park come out at this, around the same time as Assassins. I mean, I got to play my South Park character in Assassins outfit, which was yeah, kind of key. That's cool. Uh, and yeah, I mean, there's just the special abilities. Somebody mentioned in chat that phone destroyer. There's a song that comes in later in the game that you don't even. I mean, you just have to play it, Vic. Play it. Just crack up laughing in, the, in uh, I, the basement. It's in my it's in my queue 100. And I um I got a question from Timberwolf. Are are am I going to be reviewing the new Wolfenstein? And yes, I have been playing that and uh, really impressed with that game already. Um, definitely going to be doing this. And somebody asked, what do I think of South Park uh, Phone Destroyer? Did you play the Phone Destroyer game too? Phone Destroyer. Is that that's the that's the Android and uh, iOS game, right? Oh, I th I think so. There's also a, an allusion to that in the in the uh, in the game, the fraction. Oh, control. in the main game. Okay, yeah. So yeah. they're pimping that out. So that's their own DLC right there, or their own microtransaction thing. <laughs> is there are there actual genuine microtransactions in this game, or anything that you know is taunting? I don't think so. No. I don't okay. Think so. No. so you get you the whole thing. Yeah. Well, because in the first game, it was you found an outfit, and that outfit had uh, attributes. Yeah. And so it was just like, well, I need to put this on because it's going to give me better damage. But this this game, all the Costumes and stuff you find are all aesthetic, so right. you can just okay. wear whatever you want. Got my dude with like Assassin's Creed hoodie, kind of an Iron Man mask. Awesome. Kind of awesome. And yeah. so tell me, tell me about the um, the way that they structure the gameplay. It's like a traditional turn-based role-playing game. Yeah. So, uh, but it's on a grid. So okay. okay, like you can move your character into safety zones. You can see where the you know your characters are going to be able. Each character or each ability has a certain a way of it's going to affect the grid below you so you can see how it's going to attack. Okay. So you can sort of line up your attacks and get your guys out of harm's way and it's call a little upon like your... Fire Emblem, a little like Fire, Final Fantasy Kinda. Tactics. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, I have, uh, uh, what are we dressing up for as Halloween? Are you dressing up for Halloween? Uh, oh, that's tomorrow, isn't it? Damn. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I don't know. I've been busy. I might just wear my Ultimate Warrior mask and just okay. wear a wig, and I'll just walk around like this and just go, give me a candy. So like any other Tuesday. Yeah, pretty, typical Tuesday. Just your, t- t- your, your regular Tuesday garb. Uh, yeah. I'm not dressing up because uh, we've been out of our house for the whole, almost the entire month of October. We moved in like literally two days ago. And Ruby, <laughs> my kid, is, is going to be wearing a costume she's already worn. Don't tell her to be disappointed about that. She's only five. She doesn't understand that that's, that's not ideal. It was, no, it was such a good costume. It, it, is, a, it is an awesome it's, costume. It's a, re, it's a reimagined. It's, a re, it's a, the reboot, it's a reboot of that yeah. costume. But uh, yeah, we, we didn't have time to kind of Halloween it up, although we went to the pumpkin patch yesterday, so I'll be carving pumpkins tonight and making some pie. And uh, so we'll celebrate Halloween, but it's not quite the way that we wanted to, and it's because we've been out of the house for so long. Good question. Uh, what am I drinking from BB's, BB-8's Husk? Uh, Finite Joy wants Whiskey. to know. Uh, Whiskey. Yeah, I'm I'm drinking uh, Blade Runner 2049 whiskey right there. No, I'd be all over the floor if I was doing that. Tastes like Ryan Reynolds. It's just water. Yes. Did you see that movie? No. You've not seen Blade Runner 2049? No. It's on on my uh, agenda. How do I end this chat? What what do I press? (laughs) I haven't been to the movies in forever. I had a screening for Thor tonight, actually. Oh, yeah? But I, I'm not going to that either. Oh, wow. Well, you, you're, I guess you're busy, you, man. I got games to play. You got games and you've been traveling. Yes. Time yeah. is uh, time is an issue. And I think that's uh, that's one of the things that sort of gets factored into cost and, and concerns and all that stuff. So this game, is it another classic? Is it one that we're going to be talking about for years and years and years? I hope so. I wish there was more after the end game stuff. But if, yep. once you get everything, there's really, unless they add something later. Don't yeah. don't know, but yeah. I had a blast, man. It's, I mean, especially if you played the first one, you're gonna love it. Do you need to play the first one? Uh, no, but it does help. Yeah. So you can, yeah, I mean, because it picks up right where the last one left off, even though it's its own complete thing. Yeah. You don't need to, but just to understand the story that they're kind of touching on, there's like some nods to the previous game in this one. It'll be a lot more fun. Okay, so yeah. uh, I definitely will be playing this. I will stream some. It's on my PS4 hard drive. It's ready to <laughs> Give rock. Give lap dances to do. He's like, look at that kid behind you. Yeah, he's lap dancing. What's he doing? What's um, he doing so you got to score it for me. I have not played it, so I can't score this one. What are you going to What are you gonna uh, give South Park Fractured I'm Butthole? Gonna, I'm going to give this one an eight and a half, man. It's just a solid, cool. solid game. I just wish there was more end stuff because once I unlocked everything, I'm like, damn it. Okay. I can play again as a different class. Or okay. Well, I can't wait. I am. I am super excited to to play that, and I probably will check out the uh, the first South Park game too. Ryan uh, Landis wants to know um, from both of us top five games of the year so far. You got that? Oh man. You got top five? Yeah. I have to think about all the stuff that came out. I mean, Zelda is going to be up there clearly. Yeah. Um. I can't even remember what games I've played this year. Yeah, like, I know. That, I'm like, did it come out at the end of last year? You know what? This played? is a good game to play. It's the top of the head game, right? So you whatever you you, yeah. you can't be criticized for this. It's what you can recall, what you can remember. Your top yeah. five. Uh, I would say Dead Cells, which okay. is an indie game on Steam. It's mm-hmm. not even complete yet, but it's got that Spelunky vibe. They just announced Spelunky two. I know. Today. I know. So that's gonna be the greatest game ever made. <laughs> You heard it here, here for me. You heard it here first, folks. There you go. Um, I would say okay. So we got Dead Cells. We got Zelda. Yeah. 
What games have I been playing? You know what? I mean, it's an old game, but Binding of Isaac on the Switch has got more hours than any Switch game I have. That's an amazing game. And you, yeah. you, you gave uh, uh, you gave more uh, Shadow of War a 9 out of 10. Is that on that top five? Shadow of War is definitely up there if you haven't played that. Awesome. There's four. There's four. What is my fifth game of the year? I, I know I'm missing something, and I need to go through my, my Steam queue to see what I've played. Splatoon 2, ARMS, uh, no. Horizon Zero Dawn. I, st I have a Horizon Zero Dawn on the list of stuff I'm going to cram through. Over, I'm going to do like this crazy holiday push stream for just yeah, everything yeah. that you might have missed or you might have forgotten about right. going into the holiday. Yeah. Uh, that's on the agenda of stuff to play. Jesus, what have I even played? Let me let me take a look at my the Jack back the ja uh, uh, Cuphead. Did you play Cuphead? Cuphead? Persona Five. I uh, didn't play Persona Five. Did finish Cuphead. Okay. This is a big question they asked us, isn't it? I know. I'm, I'm stuck. I know. Yeah. Play Persona 5. I see it. I know. There's so many games. I haven't even played Horizon Zero Dawn. See, this is it. We can bitch and moan about this, uh, the state of the business, and then we list off. The, this 2017 has been amazing. There's been so much good material. So, so many much. good games. There's a new console coming out in a week. I know. Like, shit. Yep. Another one. We got another new console. Another 4K year. console. I know. It's incredible. What am I going to do? Uh, I'm going to just, uh, so, let's see. I'm going to look in chat. What does chat say? Uh, oh. Resident Evil 7. That was incredible. Solid game. There it yeah. is. Yeah. I love that game. Okay. So here's mine. Zelda's number one. Uh, number two is probably, uh, I, it's going to be Super Mario Odyssey. Number three is going to oh, yeah, be Horizon Zero Dawn. Number four is going to be... Um, uh, oh, I loved Assassin's Creed Origins. I'm loving it right now. I'm yeah. almost twenty. I'm almost twenty hours in. I'm digging and, it. And I love, um, I love SteamWorld Dig Two. Mm. Yeah, what the hell? I mean, I can't. I, I, this isn't the official final end of the year Jedi, wrap up. No. This is off the top of my head. So, uh, so Zelda, Mario, Horizon. Uh, I'm gonna throw in SteamWorld Dig 2, which really surprised me. Oh, and no, I'm gonna put in uh, Metroid: Samus Returns oh, yeah. for the 3DS, and then I'm gonna throw in uh, SteamWorld Dig uh, 2 as can my you, fifth can one. You, uh, can you turn around so I can just see the Nintendo tattoo on your butt? Just I want to yeah. see it right there. <laughs> there right a, there. I didn't a bunch of Nintendo. <laughs> Listen, Nintendo has been killing it this year, man. I don't know what they've yeah. been drinking over there. That Super no, Nintendo it, Classic has been like they, just gave, release after release after even Fire Emblem earlier this year. Amazing. Well, they did a, a smart thing where they released a console mm -hmm. and then they released a whole bunch of awesome shit for it. Yeah, I love Arms too. I still play that game all the time. I think that game is incredible. Did you get Arms? Yeah, I have. I love that game. I, I know that it's like not everybody's favorite thing, but I think it's just such a fun, different yeah. take on fighting games. I, I just wish they would have called it Punch Out and put yeah. Little Mac as a character, and then they could have had the same kind of crazy gameplay, but yeah. they'd have just called it Punch Out. I think everybody yeah. would be like, what? New Punch Out? Instead of like, let's call it Arms. Well, they, I know. And they, I think it hurt them too because it's all brand new IP, but those characters are phenomenal, man. Like, they're, they're going to be able to do some cool, wacky things with all that stuff. Uh, Cuphead would be up there too. Cuphead was awesome. Cuphead was great. Three hundred and sixty deaths. Yeah. That's how many? That's how many it took for to finish the game. I think that's how many I streamed when I first started playing the game. Was, yeah. 
People I, I mean, very, I got through, like, very I got patient first, with me. I got through the first half of the game. I, well, when you first get to the fountain, it tells you how many times you died. And I was about 77. And then the last half of that game was just like, that's happiness, 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 happiness. I also think Near Automata was incredible. And I agree with you that Resident Evil 7 was a sensational game to kick yeah. off the year you know it was did you just play it? did you do vr i didn't do yeah. i don't have any i still don't have any of the vr stuff but i played I it on v- pc i played it on ps4 i did do the vr twice. and i streamed it and I, I i shit my pants it was it was scary <laughs> as hell it was you can such find a scary that in the electric playground uh loot crate. <laughs> that's gonna be available and i play i'm playing um uh, right now, I'm playing the new Wolfenstein, which I'm digging, and I'm playing uh, a little Evil Within 2, um, uh, NBA 2K18. I'm still playing that, and I'll have a review for that soon. I played that on the Switch quite a bit as well. So, yeah, there's there's a lot more stuff coming. And I think one of the things that you and I talked about, Jose, uh, was, wasn't it amazing having this man join me on this stream again? Uh, I, I love this dude, and I want you to come back soon. Um, and we're going to make this a more regular thing because you play games as much as I do and, uh, and you burn through them and you stream, you, you're on Twitch with Don Fubar as well. Yeah. Don underscore Fubar. That's me. Don underscore Fubar. And, uh, oh, oh, I've got another good question. Most underrated movie of the year from James Cole. Uh, who would you say? Most underrated movie? Yeah. You haven't haven't, seen a bunch of movies. I haven't seen a lot of movies this year. Wind River. Incredible movie. Incredible film from uh, the guy that did um, uh, Hell or High Water. Just an incredible film. You got to, you guys got to see that. Forty-seven I, meters below. What one? Forty-seven meters below. Okay. Most underrated, terrible movie you will see this year in the theater. <laughs> Don't go see it. Just okay. Well, I got to wrap it up, guys, because I got a phone call that I have to take. And um, but we will do this again very soon. Foobs, you are the best. Thank you for joining me. I hope everybody could hear everything and had some fun with that. And and uh, we will uh, we will answer more questions and do uh, more more chatting very soon. And uh, thank you everybody for watching. And I uh, hope you're having some fun playing games. Take it easy, everybody. Play more games. Play more games.